All right. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, everybody. Today is Monday, March 28th. Sorry, I just had to look at the calendar there. I should have done that right before I clicked record. 2022, and we have a fair amount to cover today. First and foremost, let me just say that for those on the public side that might have been saying, oh, you know, Dave, are you, uh, or might have been thinking to yourselves, are you slowing down with the content or anything like this? Um, truthfully, for those that are on the Patreon, you'll know that I've done nothing but speed up and, and work harder than ever. Unfortunately, and I truly do not mean to sound like a grifter or a salesman here, folks, but all the content that I'm now delving into, not all of it, but a good chunk of it, I can't put on, on YouTube um, to the point where I've even used Dropbox shareable links on the Patreon because even making it a YouTube private or unlisted video, I've been afraid of the channel getting nicked. So point being is that I've just put a load of energy into the members content mainly because there's so much we're exploring there for those that are on the fence or on the edge about signing up i'm not saying it because it is of course the you know our patreon our show but i think you won't regret it so just wanted to address that for those that may have wondered you know where have dave's weekend episodes gone so just wanted to uh, bring that up now first and foremost we're going to be covering news from all over the world but let me just say Will Smith slapped a guy. He slapped Chris Rock. Big whoop. Okay, let me just say, I'm not trying to be that person that goes, oh, what's the big deal, yada, yada. Look, a celebrity slapped another celebrity very hard. A whole bunch of crap came from it. Will Smith's son, um, Jaden Smith, tweeted something like, this is how we do it, or th something like that. Point being, in my humble opinion, he is a human being who slapped another human being. This happens every day to millions of people, unfortunately, but it does happen. Now, from the perspective of an intelligence angle, as ridiculous as it sounds, this is a fantastic, assuming this was even an operation in that regard, but this, this would be a fantastic way to distract from the alleged failing narrative pertaining to Ukraine. Now, when I say failing narrative, I want to be very, very vigilant when I say that because I'm not saying that because there's a failing narrative, nobody is dying there. Let me be very, very clear, folks. Again, I want to be very uh, prominent and say that very strongly. But at the same time, I don't know what to, who or what to believe because I'm not on the ground myself, right? So again, trying to play that unemotional, neutral middle ground. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, folks, whether Will Smith was in, in on it or not, for the sake of a hypothetical conversation, if we were to go down the road of, well, was this pre-planned in a way, I'll be honest with you. Again, they're actors. This is what they do. But at the same time, now I may be going into a little bit of woo territory, even though I, I highly doubt it. It's possible Will Smith didn't know about it beforehand and a direct energy weapon of very of a very minimal amount was used to influence his emotions and his brainwaves for a very short period of time. I know I might sound silly or crazy or ridiculous, but I mean, the, it's real tech. And look at how much attention the Will Smith-Chris Rock situation has distracted from what seems to be the biggest thing in the world right now, which is Ukraine right? So I'm going to leave that there. There's a few different roads we can go down with respect to speculation, or it could simply just be like I said at first, a human slapped another human. That's it. And we could argue very strongly if this was not an, in, uh, um, an intent or a stigma, a mini stig stigma operation to distract from the alleged or so-called failing Western and European narrative pertaining to what's going on globally, then again, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I really say that with the utmost respect because it's like there's so much focus on this. I mean, within 10 hours, I think just on The Guardian's YouTube channel, it almost hit 40 million views, that two or three minute clip. And everybody on Twitter's tweeting about it. I mean, if I'm extraterrestrials and I'm looking at this and it was not an intelligence operation, 
I would say, these people are ready for what? No way. And I would, I would agree with the aliens, even if that meant that I had to die on this planet myself. If, you know, again, so point being now, if this was an intelligence stigma operation to distract, I could see why the aliens, the benevolent ones would want to get involved because then it's like, look, these people have been butchered, uh, uh, um, psychologically for so many years now, we got to help them. One human slapping another human makes them distract from a much more important situation, right? But then we can also argue as well, the whole concept of sadly people are dying, but Ukraine being a distraction too. It, it gets tough, folks. You go, sort of go down a, um, a downward negative spiral in that regard, which sort of speaks to the bigger picture of the more you lie, the more you have to cover those lies with more lies. And it just never ends. So sorry for the little, uh, the little ramble, but I just want to sort of get, get that out of the way. First and foremost, the FCC has added Russian cybersecurity and antivirus provider Kaspersky Lab, as well as China Telecom and China Mobile to its national security threat list. Again, <laughs> that in my opinion... That's politics. If we want to really talk about the seriousness of it all, that if we want to talk about this being, uh, you know, the Russian cybersecurity and China Telecom and China Mobile and all that being a true risk to national security, why wasn't it put on that list way before this? So I, I don't know. I, I think it's a little more, it's more political than anything, of course, but. The next thing is that, speaking of politics, Hunter Biden helped secure funds for a U.S. biolab contractor in U Ukraine, according to emails reviewed by The Post, the New York Post, to be clear. And it's interesting because, if I'm not mistaken, when the New York Post editor called, I think I, I reported this last week as well, all of the 22 spy chiefs in which signed that letter saying uh, that the Hunter Biden laptop was fake, some of them doubled down, some of them refused to comment, others didn't even pick up the phone. So, again... Again, where's the accountability? For me, it's not about who's right or wrong. Why isn't the media being held accountable? Again, I, we know why, obviously. I, I, I know some of you are probably listening to this going, Dave, come on, you know why, yes. But for those that are new to the channel and all that, just to sort of get your mind going a little bit, just to make you think a little more. I mean, it's... Why, ha why haven't the accounts of all the reporters like Jake Tapper and Chris Cuomo, why haven't their um, Twitter accounts been totally suspended? Or the Don, particularly Don Lemon, if you will. So anyways... The next thing is that but we're going to be covering news from all over the world. I'm just getting the sort of Western news out with uh, over with. Biden says that Putin is a, quote, butcher after visiting Ukrainian refugees in Warsaw. Poland has taken in over 2.2 million refugees from Ukraine so far. I Again, make of that as you will. It's uh, the name calling. You can go back and forth. I mean, with that stuff, we, I've been through this before. I don't mean to waste anyone's time again going through that. So speaking of which, Biden on the Ukrainian refugees crossing into Poland said, quote, we understand that because we have at our southern border thousands of people a day trying to get into the U.S. And quote, make of that as you will. Again, I'm just I'm going to be honest with you, folks. The reason I'm reporting this is because a lot of his comments are very strange and weird. And this is obviously this is not anything new to any of us. I know a lot of you are probably thinking, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Uh, no, no, duh, Dave. Yes. Granted, I get that. But I mean, now it's almost like it's like it's too much now. I mean, to even further that Biden said in his speech yesterday, quote, nobody or today, nobody believes we're going to take down. And then he paused and then he said, I was talking about taking down Putin. Nobody believes that. And then he added he's not walking anything back. He said he was expressing moral outrage but not articulating policy change, end quote. Again, this refers to uh, Biden allegedly saying, I'm just paraphrasing here, basically saying earlier that Putin has to go. So, again, make of that as you will. The next thing is that Elon Musk said, quote, It is very important that Germany does not shut down its nuclear power plants. I think that's totally insane, end quote. 
I don't like Elon Musk, but I do agree with him in this regard. However, for him to say that publicly, it shows me personally there's more friction and tension behind the scenes than even those behind the scenes pulling the strings would like there to be. That's what this tells me. Maybe I'm wrong. I, again, this is just what this tells me. But the next thing is that Abramovich and Ukraine negotiators, I believe Abramovich is a Russian oligarch billionaire, and Ukraine negotiators reportedly suffered from quote-unquote suspected poisoning, end quote, as skin allegedly peeled from faces after peace talks with Russia. Uh, Abramovich lost his sight for several hours and was treated in Turkey, Bellingcat claimed. Okay. Let me be very clear here, and actually, let me say first and foremost, I should have said this at the beginning of the episode, I would like to formally apologize for spreading um, potential uh, misinformation pertaining to Hunter Biden's lawyers and the Department of Justice. I would like to thank Goddess of Kratos for emailing me saying, Dave, Hunter Biden's lawyers are not... Um, Department of Justice lawyers, but he, he is friends with Department of Justice lawyers. So again, to be fair, I want to just clarify last week's uh, alleged remarks. So because if I don't apologize, what better am I than CNN, in my humble opinion, right? I'm no better. Now, as it pertains to Mr. Abramovich losing his sight for several hours, here's the thing. I don't believe that, but I also don't not believe that. I don't know. I don't know which direction to think in this particular instance, and I'll tell you why. The report, regardless of who reports it, you should always question it. Even if I, when I report things to you guys, we should always have healthy skepticism, even from me, right? Because it would be unfair for me to say, question everything, but don't question me, right? So um, what I'm trying to say here is that Bellingcat, Belling, B-L-L-I-N-G-C-A-T, that's how you spell it for those that are not familiar. Bellingcat reported this. Now, the reason I want to bring this up is because Bellingcat has been known to be a CIA front company amongst many other things. Now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing nor a good thing. Again, I'm not trying to be emotional. You got to follow the money. And when Bellingcat reports something, that's when I know that they seem to be losing a little bit of the narrative, in my humble opinion, or control of the narrative. And I say this because, I mean, the fact that they use Bellingcat as their main like source, that's... <laughs> That tells me the intelligence community is desperate to, to stir something up. Now, that does not mean that Abramovich did not experience this. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying the fact that it came from Bellingcat tells me a lot. It tells me where that's going to go down the road over the coming days as, as it pertains to other reports and stories. Now, it's possible this Abramovich story may be accurate, and it will be reported by Bellingcat so that when a fake story comes out down the road, potentially, hypothetically, and it's reported by Bellingcat, it doesn't look as suspicious because it's like, well, they reported an accurate one before or earlier. You guys see what I'm saying? I, I just want you to be vigilant of that. And please don't take my word. Search it up. Look, do a deep dive into Bellingcat. They're CIA. I mean, I, I sorry. They have associations with the CIA for the sake of YouTube, let me say. The next thing is that Let's see. Lebanon's central banker is being probed in a money laundering investigation. The investigation revolves around money laundering and embezzling public funds in Lebanon between 2002 and 2021. Folks, I cannot help but laugh. Why? These people, there's no difference between these people and organized crime. There is none. The only difference is they wear ties. That's it. And they're, some of them are sharper, but that's it. That is it. And to add to that, the European Union seized $130 million worth of assets that were linked to money laundering in Lebanon. And three uh, EU countries seized properties and uh, froze assets uh, that were worth $130 million linked to embezzlement of public funds in Lebanon. So again, 
there's no difference in my humble opinion when I saw this and I saw, for example, when, uh, you know, the Montreal mobster Vito Rizzuto, uh, he passed away many years ago at this point, but I think 2013 or 14, uh, when Vito Rizzuto had money seized in, you know, for example, in Italy, uh, something like two or three hundred million dollars, stuff like that. It's the same thing. It, in my humble opinion, it's the it's the exact same thing. There is no difference except maybe just more um, more money and a little bit more brains on the quote-unquote politics side of it compared to the organized crime side, but I think that's about it. Um, the next thing is that Israel is trying to boost ties with Arab allies, but the Palestinians are not included. Shocker. Arab countries call for deeper relations with Israel at a summit despite continued Israeli occupation of Palestine. Again, I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm really not. I don't think any of you should be either, uh, respectfully. The next thing is that Turkey finds, uh, by the way, speaking of which, this is not necessarily good in my humble opinion either, because if we look at the, the back-end structure of things, we see that Arab allies tend to, because of oil, the Arab allies tend to have a large influence pertaining to that of uh, North American policy, specifically in the energy sector. So when I see Israel trying to boost ties with its Arab allies, I see also America trying to boost ties with Arab allies. You can, and I'm not saying the people, I'm talking about the regimes. We, we can, in my opinion, you can almost put a freaking Venn diagram between Israel and America with respect to its intricate connections, whether it's intelligence, economic, you name it. The next thing is that Turkey finds a second mine off its coast near Bulgaria. Uh, Defense ministry, uh, ministry has says the mine has been secured and an intervention is launched to neutralize it. Again, that's, honestly, I'm quite surprised that, 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 um, that that was found, to be honest, or that was even placed. But, I mean, holy crap. I I lose a, a good chunk of faith in not all, but a fair chunk of humanity when I see stuff like this. And this is just the stuff we know about, by the way. The next thing is that Yemen's Houthis announce a three-day ceasefire after Saudi attacks. Statements come a day after a wave of drone and missile attacks hit targets across Saudi Arabia. I have no um, inside knowledge on this. This is just my opinion. So, you know when the Houthis... Uh, launched some, I think, rockets and attacked the Saudis. I'm pretty sure, and then all of a sudden, a few days go by, and then boom, Houthis announce a three-day a three ceasefire. There was definitely negotiation on the back end between the Saudis and the Houthis, of course, but I think the Saudis stepped it up in terms of their, um, let's call it, what, what's the word? Um, response because the Houthis did such a seemingly aggressive and direct attack with that particular rocket launch. So basically, the Saudis sort of flexed their muscles and the, the Houthis were like, oh, shit, okay, fine. That, that's, that's how I see it. I'm not saying that's how it is. Again, I just want to be very clear here. If I'm not on the ground myself, I'm not saying that's how it is. This is just what I gather from the data that we currently have. If there is more data that will change my perspective, I am very happy to, um, to, to, to bring that into the picture. The next thing is that Kazakhstan does not want to be behind the new Iron Curtain, according to the country, the, according to the Deputy Foreign Minister, and this is allegedly official. So the Deputy Foreign Minister says that Kazakhstan would welcome companies exiting Russia due to the war in Ukraine. That is interesting. I'm quite shocked. Um, I was I thought Kazakhstan, amongst many others around the world, was were going to side with Russia, to tell you the truth. This speaks to a larger picture, I guess, of, you know, on the surface, at least, of Putin wanting to sort of bring back the old Soviet Union to a large extent. And if other former Soviet nations are willing to even go along with that or if they're basically saying, look, it's time to move on. OK, that sort of speaks to the, the mentality as well. What's interesting about Putin, from what I gather in, you know, from documentaries and reading and whatnot, he he's good at adapting in multiple ways, but he also likes to hold on to the past a bit. 
So it, it's interesting. But he also understands he needs to adapt in order to, to survive, so to speak. Um, so again, make of that as you will. That's just my take, by the way. The next thing is that Sri Lanka is seeking another $1 billion from India, according to a report. A new credit line will be used to pay for imports of essential items, such as rice, wheat flour, pulses, sugar, and medicine. Again, assuming that this is all, you know, legitimate and, and done on the surface and there's no ulterior agenda or motive, that's great. It, seriously, I mean, countries are cooperating, economy's going good. Although, of course, we all know that, or at least most of you that have been on the channel for a while know that, personally, I would like to see a, um, this whole, get, just getting rid of the concept of money overall. But again, that would require actual change, and God forbid we have that. Uh, the next thing is that Venezuela's army collaborated with Colombian rebel groups, according to a, hum a Human Rights Watch. So Human Rights Watch says, quote, dramatic increase in violence taking place along re the remote stretch of Colombia-Venezuela border. <sighs> okay. You want to honestly, you want me to play this one neutral, folks, with respect to Venezuela and Colombia and these rebel groups? I would just say this, not to take anyone's side. Who funded Venezuela's army or the Colombian rebel groups to collaborate in this sophisticated manner? Again, not, so, not as sophisticated as other world armies, I get it, but who, who, who backed this? That's my, that's my honest, and I'm not trying to imply CIA, I'm just saying in general. There's an intelligence agency behind this, in my humble opinion. Stuff like that normally doesn't happen without an intelligence agency behind it, or an intelligence operation. Maybe a joint one, it's hard to say. But again, I just want you folks to sort of see what I think when I read such headlines. Um, the next, or maybe I could be wrong. Maybe it's as simple as what the headline says. The next thing is that El Salvador has declared a state of emergency after gang killings. The measures, the measures come after 62 homicides were reported on Saturday, making it the most violent day in nearly 30 years. 62 people died in one day. That's, a, that's terrible. And I, I'm not trying to make a joke about this at all. But if I'm not mistaken, the numbers are not that far off uh, in Chicago. I, I don't know as of recently, to be totally fair. I have a lot of friends in Chicago, one of the most beautiful cities I've ever been to in the world. But I mean, we also can't deny that a I, people die like crazy every weekend in Chicago. I don't know about lately, but... So again, I just, to be consistent, I c couldn't help but think of that. And I understand why there would be a, a state of emergency in this regard. I, I completely get it. The next thing is that Germany may prosecute the use of the pro-Russia Z symbol. Authorities say the use of the letter in some cases could constitute an endorsement of Russian aggression in Ukraine. I don't, you know, I, okay. My view on that is similar to the view that I believe Switzerland took if I'm not mistaken, pertaining to not banning Sputnik News and Russia's RT, saying this to it, they don't believe it is the way to combat disinformation and misinformation is by censorship, but rather by combating it with accurate information. So, I mean, I, I agree with that much more, and I apply that mentality to this. It's, okay, yes, it is, the Z is a pro-Russia symbol, but it's also a freaking letter. I mean, I, what are we going to do now? Start banning letters? Like, then how can we even touch? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I mean, and I get it. They're, they're saying, you know, Dave, you know, it's it's about if they put a Z on the back of their, of some guy's car or truck. But still, it's just a it's just a letter. Now, I understand what the letter could represent, but I, I don't know if it would. And maybe I'm wrong here, guys, truthfully, but I don't know if it would be fair to make such an assumption. 
And maybe if I'm wrong or if you disagree with me, please let me know in the comments. I genuinely would like to hear your your perspective if you have a different one. I, I really do, in, in a good faith way. The next thing is that indigenous delegates hold first talks with Pope Francis in Rome. Indigenous leaders are seeking an apology from the Pope for the Catholic Church's role in Canada's residential schools. Again, let's just say for the sake of this conversation or the sake of this episode that Pope Francis is a beautiful person. He's still embodied within a system that represents the same individuals that had the mindset that did those depraved actions to those indigenous leaders as uh, children and their ancestors as kids and, and what have you. Truthfully. Um, I know the devil's advocate angle to that is, well, okay, Dave, when you put it that way, then what do they, then how do you win, really? How do you get, how do you rectify the situation? Do, do they not meet with the Pope? And then to that, I say, fair, fair point. Again, I'm, I'm constantly trying to play devil's advocate in my head back and forth. It's tough, guys. Again, my whole answer to all of these type of situations is we need a revamp of every system from the ground up. It seems like it's going in that direction, but again, I don't want to say that too cheerily because it may be a little bit premature for me to say as well. The next thing is that Russia's Novaya Gazeta newspaper has suspended its activity after a warning. The investigative paper said it was suspending its activities until the end of Russia's special operation in Ukraine. I wanted to bring this up just to show you, in my humble opinion, because I know quite often I take a jab at the CIA and whatnot. This was Russia, the Russian government pressuring this newspaper to stop posting stuff until after the Ukraine stuff was over. So... For those that may, not that any of you have, but for those that may think, Dave, you're an appeaser or you're a Putin sympathizer or anything like this, again, it happens on both sides. Let me be very clear. Let me be very clear. So uh, we see that happening right there, assuming that report is accurate, let me say. And I, I say the same thing on the other end as well. Um, the next thing is that the United States, the United Kingdom, and Canada have sanctioned a Myanmar, have sanctioned, excuse me, the Myanmar Air Force, calling them arms dealers. The new sanctions imposed uh, have been imposed as generals who seized power in the February 2021 coup continue their assault on civilians. Um, okay, see, like the thing about all of this in general is, again, unless I'm on the ground myself, I, I'm not going to say, oh, I agree with it. Because, I mean, look, I know it's a totally different area of, of um, politics, if you will, but Canada slapped sanctions on the Myanmar Air Force, but look at what Trudeau just did to the truckers. Again, not to bring that up again, but to, to make a point here. So, I, I don't... I get, it's, it's, it's very clear to me, guys, that, you know, the stage has been set and that peop the, the actors are falling off the stage and they're trying to hold on to that curtain to, to keep them up, metaphorically. Um, or maybe even that too is a stage, right? It makes, it makes you think, but point being, you, I look at this and I go, the, it's the same old tactics. There's only a finite set of tactics in my humble opinion that one could use. And this is what seems to be the case. The final thing is that according to Boris Nemtsov, a murdered Putin rival was tailed by agent linked to FS, FSB hit squad. Um, again, I, uh, I think Boris Nems, Nemtsov, excuse me, I think he was the rival that Putin murdered. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not trying to say this in a way of like, it's Putin, we can't do anything about it, because that would be inconsistent of me and unfair of me, because I say in, in other countries change needs to happen, so it would be unfair for me to say in Russia, ah, what are you going to do? That would be unfair for me to say. At the same time, though, until Putin gets out, what, I mean... What what do people think? Like the just constantly calling for out like for outrage, and then what's going to happen? 
So again, with that being said, everybody, uh, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Kraken. There was not too much to report. Uh, I mean, there's lots of news coming out, but again, I'm sure you folks see it on probably every TV that you walk by as you go throughout your day or as you drive and things like this and on the radio. So I just wanted to sort of narrow down the main points for you all, the main things that I think, um, at least relative to the public surface level of the news, because we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, this is what we should, not should, but could be looking at or point our attention to if we were to sort of, you know, kind of keep our finger on the pulse. So without further ado, folks, thank you so very much, and we'll catch you all very, very soon. Cheers.